It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm James Rapine, and this is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Friday on Twitter. At James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals, subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and every single podcast posted at LockedOnBengals.com. I want to start today off by thanking you, yes, you, each and every one of you. We're not even close to the end of the month yet, still got a week left, and well, you are killing it. Listens are up. Listenership is up. The voicemail line is booming. And it is thanks to you. Keep it up. Everyone that you've been talking to, whether you've let a friend know, a fellow Bengals friend, a fan that happens to be your friend, maybe maybe not. Maybe you're tweeting at strangers, the Lock on Bengals podcast. Whatever it is, thank you so much. This is the only daily podcast out there. The only one that covers the Bengals. And... Uh, we we love it. I love. I don't look at the numbers daily because I don't want to do that. Um, but when you get to this part of the month, you you look at this month and and I was looking and then I compared it to last month and naturally with things picking up, you hope that that it's better. We're getting closer to the season here. We're ramping up, and it's exactly what I had hoped for and then something. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for the social media interaction. Thank you for calling on the voicemail line. By the way, I know it's new. Save this in your phone. I have it saved. It's locked on Bengals in my phone, just in case I forget the number, because the number's new to me too, and I don't call it. It's 513-666-0328. If you want to react Sunday after the Bengals-Bills game, you can with that number, 513-666-0328. Mo Egger of The Athletic coming up in about 10 minutes here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. But I, I want to discuss what I want to see this Sunday. I want to talk about the goals I think the Bengals should have this Sunday. And it starts with Peter King. He recently moved to NBC Sports and he did this feature yesterday. It was released on Joe Mixon. And it, this is about a minute long. I'm going to play what Peter says, and part of it is him breaking down what happened when Joe Mixon, in this video I'm sure you've seen, whether it's on LockedOnBengals.com because it's up there, or um, you've seen it elsewhere. It was the best highlight of the preseason so far, I think, even better than the Auden Tate game-winning catch. But Joe Mixon's touchdown in preseason game number one, he breaks that down. He discusses what the Bengals expect and hope Joe Mixon does in year two. Here's Peter King of NBC Sports. When you talk to the Bengals this offseason, the one thing you kept hearing, we really missed having Joe Mixon fully healthy last year. 
Mixon, the explosive running back from Oklahoma, played in 14 games as a rookie last year, but ankle problems and a concussion limited his effectiveness. He had only one 100-yard rushing game. But Mixon has been terrific in training camp this summer. And I'm going to show you a play from the preseason that illustrates why the Bengals are so excited about him. Watch his hands. Watch his ability to break this tackle. And then... Mixon! Mixon spinning! Thanks to NFL Game Pass, watch his elusiveness. When the Bengals envision Mixon's role this year, it's doing exactly this. Scoring touchdowns with power and making people miss. He'll be fascinating to watch in 2018. He's certainly going to be fascinating to watch this year. No doubt about it. Absolutely fascinating to watch. And that's where I'll start. That's what I want to see this Sunday. Joe, Joe, and Joe Samo. I can't buy into Joe Mixon if he's going to average three yards a pop. And this has as much to do with the offensive line as it does Joe. It needs to flash. I've seen flashes of Joe Mixon this season. I've seen him during uh, training camp. Look, he looks good. But is the run design in Bill Lazor's offense, the run game design, is that going to be effective? Are the offensive linemen going to be able to move people enough for Joe Mixon to be effective? Those are things I am looking for. That is, that is number one. I don't give a damn about anything else. If that happens and they stay healthy, that's a win on Sunday for me. I'm serious. You're worried about the defense? I'm not. You're worried about Andy Dalton throwing to guys? Look, Andy's going to be Andy. AJ's going to be AJ. And after that, it's going to be a bunch of dudes picking up the slack and, and kind of sharing the wide receiver two role. I've told you that all offseason. I've told you that especially over the past couple of weeks watching training camp. The reality is, is if this offense is going to take a huge leap forward, which I think it can, it needs Joe Mixon. It needs the running game. It starts with Joe and it begin or it ends with Gio. That's it. Joe needs to be the bell cow, the guy who gets I, I was on 700 WLW last night. Got asked how many how many touches do you think Joe Mixon's gonna get? 15 to 20. He doesn't need 35 touches. They said we're not talking about Rudy Johnson, ground and pound, Cedric Benson, three yards here, three yards. Oh, and he's gonna get you eight. No, no, no. What Joe Mixon needs is 15 to 20 quality touches a game. That's it. And that includes receptions. So if he gets three or four receptions, sometimes two receptions, and 12 to 15 carries, that's about right. 15 to 20 touches per game. Now they need to be quality touches. I don't want a handoff to Joe Mixon on third and 35. All right. I hope there is never a third and 35, but you understand the point. That Mark Walton can do that. He could he could do that on third and 35. The the reality with this team is very simple. They need to take pressure off of Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is not going to be, and, and I'm going to get blank you, you some of you guys, and not everyone, some of you will agree. But some of you are going to hate when I say this. Andy Dalton needs a lot of help to be successful in this league. If he's going to lead this team to the playoffs this year, guess what needs to happen for the first time really since 2014? The run game needs to be there. The run game needs to be there, and it needs to be something he can rely on and Laser can rely on and this offense can rely on when it sputters. We saw it last week. 
The first team offense, if Andy's a, a, a tad off, which he was, missed A.J. Green wide open down the sidelines on a third and five throw. He does that. And there are games where he's going to do that this year. You need a backup plan. You need something else. The something else is, is relying on Joe Mixon. But there are so many quarterbacks in this league that have a, a high ceiling. Seriously, there, there are like 20 quarterbacks that on any given week could play as well as Tom Brady. But most of those guys can also play poorly, like real poor, like top or lowest, worst five quarterbacks in the league poor for that week. Andy's in that group. And when he's not performing well, let's go last year, right? And I get there was pressure on him, but last year, the 20 to nothing game against Baltimore, they didn't have a running game either. So if you're not going to get the always consistent, awesome, high-end quarterback, and Andy Dalton isn't that, then you need a high-end something else on offense. They have A.J. Green, but they need Andy to be able to get him the ball. The other thing they could do is hopefully be able to rely on the running game. I think that's very, very important for this team. Can they rely on the running game? Can they handle their business? And do the, the necessary things. Did they make the necessary changes? Can the, the Bengals linemen block at, at a high enough clip to get that done? And speaking of the linemen, let's transition. Let's talk about the line. I, uh, I went back and forth with Cincy Jungle on Twitter yesterday, which it, it was fine debate, about Bobby Hart. The idea that Bobby Hart is a lock, I will tell you right now, he is not a, a lock to make the 53-man roster. It is not guaranteed... I don't know why, like, this is the reality when it comes to the right tackle spot. The Bengals know what they have in Jake Fisher. They've seen him. They've seen him there. They're getting Bobby Hart as many snaps, and he probably will make the roster, but they're getting him as many snaps as possible so they can see what he brings. If they don't like what they see, they're going to cut him. That's the reality of it. If they don't like what they see comparative to what they have, they're going to cut him. And so I will not be shocked if Alex Redmond starts at guard on the right side instead of Trey Hopkins just to get a different look. I will not be shocked to see Jake Fisher start or, if not start, get reps with the ones. It doesn't matter who starts in preseason. The depth chart, eh, who cares? But I think those guys are going to get reps with the ones. And I know Jake Fisher's played on the left side the majority of this preseason in training camp. I think he could play on the right side. And I think he might be the best right tackle. I really do. I know I asked Joe Goodberry about the idea of moving Clint Bowling to tackle. I think if that, and he was right about this, I think if they were going to do that, that would have already happened. Hasn't happened yet. Maybe it does at some point. Um, you know, especially in an emergency situation. Like, let's say Cordy Glenn went down, then I could see that happening. But the, the reality is, is that left side, I love it. Cordy Glenn, he's going to be good. He's such an upgrade. Clint Bowling, as advertised. Billy Price, I need to see it more in the run game, but overall, certainly an upgrade, especially on passing downs. So th this right side, can it get settled? If so, that'd be great. If not, I, I was back looking at uh, some of the stuff I wrote at LockedOnBengals.com over the offseason, just going through some things. And one thing I noticed was the, the right tackle spot and how I wanted them to go after a right tackle. In free agency. And there were a couple I named 
And obviously they didn't do it. And, and I don't count Bobby Hart as a, a free agent signing, even though he technically was. Uh, but to me, it's going to take two years to rebuild this line. They just need to get competent play from the right side. I think Trey Hopkins or Alex Redmond, maybe Christian Westerman, one of those guys can do it at right guard. They will figure that part out. Can they do it at right tackle? That is a very big key in the running game. That is a very big key to the season. Offensive line, running game. Running game, offensive line. I need to see that on Sunday. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. By the way, talked about this all week. I'm going to remind you about it one more time with Mo Egger of The Athletic coming up. If you're looking to subscribe to The Athletic, which is, which is a, a subscription-based service that brings you all sorts of unique content from NBA, Major League Baseball, obviously NFL, they cover college as well, I got the hookup for you. If you want to read Joe Goodberry's work, Mo Egger's work, new beat writer for The Athletic, Jay Morrison, who wrote and covered the Bengals for years and years and years and is now with The Athletic, you can do that for 40% off. So instead of paying full price for something and instead of feeling guilty because you spend a little extra to get quality content, no, 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 no. You don't have to do it. You don't have to spend extra. $2.99. With the 40% off, it's $2.99 a month for a subscription to The Athletic. All you have to do, and I tweeted out a link. I'll retweet it today. Just check it out on Twitter. If you don't know where the link is, there's a link as well at LockedOnBengals.com. Simple. TheAthletic.com slash LockedOnBengals. That's it. 40% off for the first year of your athletic subscription. Again, TheAthletic.com slash LockedOnBengals. That's where it's at, and uh, it would be a great compliment to all the other sports information you consume to check out The Athletic. Again, TheAthletic.com slash LockedOnBengals. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Locked On Bengals podcast rolls on. I'm James Erpine. We've talked about The Athletic a lot this week. Again, 40% off theathletic.com slash Locked On Bengals. And uh, let's welcome in Mo Egger of The Athletic, also ESPN 1530. This is weird because normally I'm not interviewing you, but now I am. You can follow Mo on Twitter at Mo Egger 1530. Mo, I'm going to be seeing you in like 10 minutes. How you doing? <laughs> I was going to say, it's so nice to get a chance to talk to you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you, you don't get enough of me already. What are you looking for this Sunday from the Bengals? Well, as you well know, as a lover of chaos, what I was really hoping for was, was A.J. McCarron to play, play a lot, and play so exceedingly well that I just watched the takes pour in. You know, it kind of <laughs> remains to be seen what, what he's going to do. Look, God. Uh, it's it's the same it's the same answer that I think everybody's had over the first two weeks. It's it's the offensive line, you know. I mean, that's that's the biggest question about this team. It was the biggest question about this team heading into the off season. What are they going to do to make it better? It's the biggest question about this team heading into training camp, but it's going to be the biggest question about this team 
um, once the regular season does begin. And look, I, I think we all agree this this line's going to be better than than it was last year. They upgraded in two uh, major areas, and you would just like to think that someone. Uh, at the right tackle position will ultimately give them better performances than they got last year. But, you know, my standards are pretty high, and I'm, I'm looking for reasons to think that this team can be really, really good. And if I don't see exceedingly good offensive line play, I'm going to stop well short of that. And I also understand, you know, there's going to be some limitations. Billy Price is a rookie, and so there's going to be some growing pains there. Can can, can some, some improved veteran play, you know, help them absorb that. But I, I, think that's, I think that's the first thing. And it, to me, has less to do with protecting Andy Dalton. Um, if this team's going to go very far, they're going to have to get really big production from their backfield. That really hasn't been the case the first two preseason games. Um, we're all waiting for Joe Mixon to absolutely explode, and I think we all believe he has that capability. But not if he has to just, you know, dance and, and, and move around just to get back to the line of scrimmage. And, and honestly, that's been the case a lot both last year and here in the preseason. And so I'm really looking for that to change. Yeah, to, and I led the podcast off with exactly that, Mo. It, it's simple. To me, if, if this team is going to get where it needs to go, it needs Joe Mixon to go off. And if Sunday is going to be successful, I don't care what the score is. I want them to stay healthy, and I want them to at least show a flash that the running game can be good. Yeah, look, it, as, as much as, you know, we're all intrigued about their younger wide receivers and the return of Tyler Eifert, can you imagine this team winning 10 games with the running game being as, as dormant as it's been over the last two years? Nope. I can't. I can't imagine this team winning, you know, 10 games if Joe Mixon doesn't have 1,500 yards from scrimmage. Um, I, I'm, and that, that sounds like a lot for a guy in his second season who they really kind of misused last year. But it's hard for me to imagine this team being as good as we hope it is, as I hope it is, certainly, if if Joe Mixon can have an exceptionally productive season. Um, we all know the raw talent is there. We all know what he's capable of. We heard the comparisons to Le'Veon Bell, and I buy all of it. But we're not going to see it if, if this line is as cruddy as it was a season ago. And so, look, I've said this a thousand times, the best three teams in franchise history, in my opinion, were 88, 05, and 15. Those teams all had exceptionally good offensive lines. That's not a coincidence. And I know I'm not really, you know, unearthing new ground here. When they've had great offensive lines, the Bengals have had great teams. And that's the standard at some point that the Bengals are going to be good enough to, to, to do what they haven't done in 27 years. They're going to have to get good, consistent line play. That hasn't happened over the last uh, two seasons. I saw glimpses of it week one against Chicago. I did not see it against Dallas, so I'd really like to see it in on, on, third, on Sunday's game. ESPN 1530's Mo Egger is with us. Also writes for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at MoEgger1530. This team, obviously we're talking about the preseason and, and what's going to happen Sunday, but how surprised were you at the George Iloka release, and what did you think of it? I was I, I was surprised. I wasn't shocked, you know. And, and I think you're on board with this. If, if you paid attention to the Bengals this offseason, you could see uh, that they were trying to get better at safety. Whether it was bringing in Eric Reed, bringing in Kirk Coleman, um, or drafting Jesse Bates in the second round of the draft. I mean, for me, if I was George Iloka, I'd be looking at all that, going, "Huh, you know, that's that's why I play." <laughs> And George Iloka is a nice player, but they've talked a lot about, 
getting difference makers. They they talked a lot about creating more turnovers and um, as much as George, you know, did contribute to a number of really good defenses, George is on the difference maker, and he really never has been. And he certainly wasn't a huge playmaker last year, and he makes more money. So, you know, I was, I was. It's always surprising when, you know, well before cutdown day, a guy who's been here for so long, it was supposed to be the prime of his career, gets let go. But if you paid attention to what they did. Uh, all offseason, it wasn't that surprising. I've seen some people on, on Twitter, um, uh, Jake Liskow, who, who's done some work for Pro Football Focus, and, and he has suggested, look, why not just demote him? Because, you know, now you might be better at the top of the depth chart, but boy, what about, you know, in, in the number two spot? Josh Shaw going to be, be a safety that you can count on? And I think that's a very fair kind of um, observation slash criticism. You know, what happens to Jesse Bates? What's plan B? Um, I think the good news, at least right now, is there's, there's, a, there's a couple of veteran safeties who are still out there that I think if you had to sign and plug and play, you'd be all right. But I, I like what it represents philosophically. Um, the Bengals are going younger, they're going more athletic, and they're gambling on upside. And you and I have talked about this a bunch on the radio. That's why I like the Brandon LaFell decision. Nothing against him, but I want to see the Bengals gamble on upside. I want to see the Bengals with Jesse Bates gamble on upside. And this league has changed a little bit with the, the, the current CBA and that rookies are thrown to the fire more so than ever before. Go ahead and throw them to the fire. And, and my whole thing with this team is, look, do I think they can contend for a championship this season? No. I think they're way too young. But... Give these guys experience next year, and I think we all buy into the upside in so many positions. But to me, it's not that far-fetched to think about this team being really, really good next year. To me, that's what 2018 is building towards, a core that's still going to be intact, a lot of really good young players, and a chance to be really good next season. So to that end, give Jesse Bates an opportunity to show what he can do this year, and, and, and I think there's a decent chance he's at least as good, if not better, than George I. Logan. Last question from Oegar of ESPN 1530. As far as uh, the backup quarterback position goes, is that guy on this roster now? Uh, will the backup quarterback of the Bengals week eight, barring health, be the, the, one of these guys, whether it's Jeff Driscoll or Matt Barkley? I, I said this before preseason that I believe the Bengals will have a backup quarterback who's not on their roster at this time. Now, I said that three weeks ago. There's a part of me that still believes that Jeff Driscoll has had his moments. I, I, I just I, I refuse to believe that they're comfortable with Jeff Driscoll um, having to play meaningful snaps. Um, Matt Barkley, I, I feel less comfortable with him playing meaningful snaps. And there, there's just there's just a few too many situations out there. You know, you and I have talked a lot about RG3. I, I tend to think it, it makes sense for the Ravens to keep RG3 as a backup quarterback. Because, number one, I'm not really sure Lamar Jackson is ready. And I think they're going to use him in a playmaker role, which means you've got to have another quarterback. But it certainly wouldn't surprise me if they cut him loose. They haven't had three quarterbacks on the roster since 2009. There's the Mike Lennon situation in Arizona where it just feels like he's going to be squeezed out by Josh Rosen and Sam Bradford. And the guy that I wrote about for the Athletic is Teddy Bridgewater. And I, I, I know people, I write that and people shake their heads and, Mo, it's never going to happen. The Bengals don't do that kind of thing. Well, maybe they don't, but they used to really value A.J. McCarron. They used to really value him, a former fifth-round pick who barely played that if you wanted to get A.J. McCarron from the Bengals, you had to offer probably a first-round pick. Um, 
So if you valued A.J. McCarron, why wouldn't you value Teddy Bridgewater enough to at least offer the Jets a three and see where that conversation would take you? Teddy Bridgewater is a former first-round pick, and yes, it's fair. He hasn't thrown a pass, a, a, a meaningful pass in an NFL game since 2015. Well, I could say the same thing about Jeff Driscoll. I could say the same thing really about A.J. McCarron. And Matt Barkley threw a bunch of passes in 2016. A huge number of them were picked off. Bridgewater's better than So I would like to see the Bengals make a play. And then there's, you know, a bevy of other dudes uh, who may get cut on, on cut-down weekend. And it wouldn't surprise me to see the Bengals bring one of those guys in. I just, for a, for a franchise that values stability at that position, it's, it's a little interesting to me that they haven't been a little bit more aggressive in finding a better backup. But this is also kind of what they did in 2015 when – A.J. McCarron had never taken a snap in a training camp practice, and yet well before uh, camp even began, they made him the backup quarterback. But I think what they do at that position is going to be really worth paying attention to as we get up to cutdown day and certainly that weekend right after cutdown day. Mo, I've been talking about The Athletic all week here on the Locked on Bengals podcast. Give our listeners an idea of what it is and why they should subscribe. Well, it's subscription-based and it's, uh, it's not expensive whatsoever. I was a subscriber to The Athletic before I ever became a contributor, and, and the, the writing is smart, it's in-depth, and, uh, you know, if you, if you subscribe because you want to read uh, Jay, Jay Morrison write about the Bengals, so you want to read uh, uh, C. Trent Rosecrans on the Reds, that's great. That's awesome. You're, you're going to get those guys. They're going to do a marvelous job. Jay and Trent are, are fantastic writers. I think the beauty of what, what, what we do at The Athletic, and, and it's really more of what they do at The Athletic, but what they do at The Athletic is um, they really kind of go beyond just your typical game story. They, they write, you know, sort of features around the teams, and, and, and then we do some really good in-depth stuff. Joe Goodberry contributes for us. You know, he's one of these guys that locks himself in his basement and, and, and studies a bunch of tape, but he's really <laughs> insightful. Really goes, does a deep dive into what the Bengals are doing from an X's and O's standpoint, from a roster standpoint. But the really cool thing about it is if you subscribe, you can, you can tailor it to read all about your favorite teams. But let's say the Bengals, week one, they're playing the Indianapolis Colts. Well, we have uh, the athletic Indianapolis. You can learn everything there is to know about the Indianapolis Colts. Let's say you're interested in the NBA. Uh, I'm a huge Knicks fan. The athletic covers the NBA very, very in-depth. It really kind of began, in many respects, as a hockey-centric site. If you're a hockey fan, there's, there's great hockey coverage. There's fantastic soccer coverage. You basically get access to about 30 to 35 different local newspapers and then a national site that features Jason Stark, Joe Posnanski, Peter Gammons, a number of really familiar names, all for the price of basically one newspaper subscription and in many cases much, much less. So I can't, I can't, um, I can't recommend it enough. There's a bunch of free trial offers out there. There's a bunch of offers that will give you a you know, uh, a chunk off your subscription. And I've never talked to anybody who subscribed or, or checked it out who didn't ultimately really, really like it. Mo, I appreciate the time. I will be uh, seeing you in person in like five minutes. Less than that. And as far as subscriptions go, the the one way to get it, and, and maybe Mo hasn't heard, Locked on Bengals. Look, this is the spot. You get 40% off. You ain't getting 40% off anywhere else. I've checked. Okay? Theathletic.com slash locked on Bengals. It's great to be with you. Thank you guys so much for listening today. Back at it on Monday, I hope. I'm going to Chicago this weekend. 
Gonna watch the Cubs and the Reds. Notice how I led with the Cubs there at Wrigley. Plus, I'm doing a Tough Mudder tomorrow. Even though I sprained my ankle just over uh, a month ago, the ankle's still swollen. It was a bad sprain. Ankle's still swollen. We'll see how that goes. But if I survive, we'll be back at it Monday with a recap of what happened on Sunday in Buffalo. It's Bengals. It's Bills. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Locked on Bengals podcast. You can subscribe iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. Also, check out LockedOnBengals.com. Until Monday. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.